Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. As the Putin's... um, Putin's biography episode is in, is in process, but I still have to keep up with all the news here and answer some important questions that are going on everywhere, especially since some people who apparently heard me on Daryl's show for the first time ever, yeah, you know, I, re- I read some Facebook comments and uh, there are people who are just shocked, just suddenly super shocked when I claim that Putin really doesn't care about the well-being of Russian people. And that he basically just cares about himself and his clique. That apparently is extremely shocking to quite a few people. Which makes me feel surprised because that is, I think, one of the least controversial things that I've said on this episode and and these shows in general. Because, yeah, if you go back to my past shows about how everything has been going on so far and and how Russian economy works, yeah, you'll, you'll notice that... Putin's government has been just busy, busy basically destroying Russian economy and, and oppressing Russian people. Also, it's one of the reasons why this war isn't going so well for, for Russia, since, well, if they had been competent and, uh, well, would have spent less time stealing from their own country, then sadly Ukraine would have fallen by now, but it hasn't. But to answer some questions, first of all, about the no-fly zone. I did a little digging or whatever, and the problem is that um, that it, it just wouldn't be as effective, really. For one, Russia can take out planes. They're pretty good at that. And they also have a lot of bombardment from within their own territory, so this no-fly zone would involve an attack on Russian territory. Also, yeah, it's just that those planes, they're just part of the problem. A lot of, a lot of the problem are the rocket blasts. So I think that the current solution, which seems to be the current solution of selling Ukraine the missile systems, that's a, that's a big one. That's a thing that actually could matter way more than a no-fly zone, even though my own government has just voted for it. Also, my own government banned a bunch of websites, and now I actually asked asked for VPN myself since... Yeah, I do have to read Ria Novosti and, and other sites, and um, now if you follow me on Twitter, you can easily see that um, yeah, Russian 
Russian agency sources or whatever. Yeah, those things happen. But interestingly enough, I believe that there's another little element that Putin hadn't counted on, because I believe he really believed that he'll be expected with open arms. And, um, and that would be that would be certain dates coming on in the future. First of all, well, the International Workers' Day. 1st of May. See, that's the thing. Conscription starts on April, right? So they'll all just be sent sent and drafted, those who can be drafted, because, yeah, mobilization is a massive, massive issue. And then there's a training process and everything, and they need to report, and they need to sign, and they can also, they'll be quite encouraged to, to sign sign a contract and become enlisted, or contract, contractnik, I, I don't know, I... Uh, I call enlisted those people who've signed the contracts, uh, and everyone else is just a conscript. I, th I think that's how it works. Not really sure, though. But um, the thing is, starting with May, that's that's where, basically, that's, that, that's where the height is going to hit, since it takes some time for everyone at the beginning of the April to get organized and get trained and, and everything, and that's also the moment where the previous contracts end, well, not, not just contracts, but also these called srochniki, or conscripts, they serve for a year, right? And they're on the spot, and they'll be sent home, technically. And Russia does usually, you know, adhere to those rules. So, with all this, it's kind of interesting, since everyone there, apparently, according to information, yeah, at this point... Basically, the new conscripts won't have any basic training because a lot of these people who have been kind of remaining and who would be doing the training, they're in front lines now. So, if previously we, we heard reports of Russian army being under-trained, oh boy, then these guys will be just totally bullet meat. And apparently, Russian ground forces are approximately 35% conscript, and their or their kind of air forces, which also include their paratroopers. That's about 30% conscript and it's gonna be a huge mess. So they're gonna they're gonna have a, a logistical nightmare even bigger than they have, and they're gonna have a political nightmare if they don't mobilize, and they can't mobilize because that's a political suicide, and in Putin's case, literal suicide. So yeah, I don't even I don't even know uh, if this if this doesn't end by the May first somehow, then it's gonna be a bloodbath and it's gonna be mess inside Russia. It's gonna get terrible, terrible for everyone. So, heard reports that um, that Putin might actually do what I've been what I've been saying that he'll do for a while, and that um, and that basically. Well, a lot of bad, bad things could, could happen. A lot of dies, a lot of deaths, really a lot of deaths. However, on the kind of more Russian economy front and everything, the weird part was the fact that um, Dr. Ian Garner, well, he follows the show, and he retweeted a, a, a tweet, an article from... Um, from basically a mainstream newspaper in Russia. I, I can't really see which one because apparently he blocked it, but 
well, seems legit. And he was shocked about. Oh, this author was by Pret by Piotr Akopov, and um, he wrote in this article that quote: "The era of post-Soviet transition, that of double thing, dual faiths, indistinctness, and duplicity, is over. We're going to live in the USSR again, but not the USSR of the uh, the anti-Soviet sphere of the, or the communist dream of. No, we're going to build a just, strong, and sovereign USSR." We won't build this with the way of a magic wand. Doing so will even be harder than winning on the battlefield. It will require the mobilization of strength, spirit, will, and faith. It won't be done in a year, even a decade. The outgoing elite, thieves, possessed by a mental slavery to the West. They despise their own people. There is no going back. We will be independent. And the most important independence is spiritual, in our heads, in our thinking. Our thinking has to become Russocentric. So, um... Yeah, they want to root out everyone who's being un-Russian in thinking or culture. Complete political purge and quite much racist as well, because if you're not a purebred Slav, oh boy. And uh, public encouragement to build a new empire all over the old Soviet Union, which, if, if you might have noticed, I, I live in the old previous Soviet Union, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> Why I'm mentioning this is because all these news and all this stuff, well, as much as I respect Mr. Garner, he posts posts that it's shocking and mind-boggling. However, well, however, for me, it's not shocking at all. Again, if you've listened to, to basically anything we've said on the show in the previous history. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Episodes. That's just something that they've been telling all the time. So if you're reading some articles and are feeling shocked, hey, go back to some more historical episodes. They'll do something interesting. Also, what's important to note is that um, Kuril's have also entered the picture. For the first time ever, J Japanese, as far as I get it, sorry, I used Google Translate for that one, but I had to double check on the sources, and indeed, Japan's government now basically calls Kuril's their core territory, and they state that Russia is, a, is an occupier, which, which gives you a marking point, since between they were negotiating about the Kurils, which means that... Um, they were supposed to give something for them. Currently, the Japan's position is that they're going to get them either way. And that Russia should just get lost of there. That might turn interesting. Again, by the way, about these, still no news from Azerbaijan. I hope that was a fake. Really do. But Medvedev, old guy who hasn't been relevant for a while, but he's still used as a spokesperson now and then, then stated, quote, Russia has declined any talks about a peace treaty with Japan. In the context of the future of Kuril's, such a decision is historically meaningful, just, and reasonable. So all of a sudden, turns out that um, Kuril's are still in the air. In the meantime, also, in 
Turns out that Russia has huge, huge supply issues, and they're forcing, they're forcing basically people to, to send them gifts. Reuters reported that local officials in Russia's Belgorod region bordering Ukraine have set up collection points where citizens can drop off donations of socks, medicine, and tinned food for Russian troops fighting in Ukraine. And I thought that was a fake, but then I understood that um, we had another report with pictures, no less, that um, in school number 61 in Rostov-on-Don, they collect various things from eight-year-old kids to support Russian military. The Basically, the first necessity items. And uh, although, so, although, although Lubov Sobol, who posted this, she also posts that, um, you know, the defense budget was 3.5 3. trillion rubles in last year, but um, apparently that's gone. But she, she posted what really, what really, really made it interesting. She posted a pic sent to the, sent to the parents, and there, there are a couple of points there. First of all was that, number one, each, each grade, each class g gathers a package of giving something to the 22nd Brigade of the Special Assignments. What will be written on the box that they give it is, quote, writing on the box, sweet gifts to the Russians' hero soldiers from the students of blank grade, insert grade there. Three, with the exclamation points, three exclamation marks on, on each side. Letter to the soldier with mandatory uh, words of saying thank you and and you can, you're allowed to add a, a drawing if you want to for, for the kids, right? Uh, all of this is of course uh, happiness is mandatory style, totally voluntary blink if, if you're being held hostage, that sort of thing. And then there are all the, all the products that they want to send in this package. They want to send uh, ramen noodles, chocolate, candy, the, some coffee, some some jam, dried fruits, tea, um, like razor blades, socks, really socks, and um, and those um, wet wipes. Now, that's a bit of silly. That's just a bit silly. However, also an interesting thing happened that also shows the situation is that currently Russian IRS service, well, what serves their IRS, is now, is now basically allowing businesses to not give out receipts to people because they can't do it in paper form. Because as it turns out, Russia itself does not produce paper since one of the really good things that you need, you need to produce paper is some sort of weird and widening chemical or something of that sort. And Finland does not deliver it anymore. So they have a deficit of paper, and especially the receipt paper, because apparently it costs ridiculous amounts of money by normal standards, or so people told me who work with these things. And um, the prices of that have gone up by 450%, and the stocks are dropping, so there are businesses that simply can't give out receipts. This is a major economical issue because, one, if you don't have to give out receipts, then you don't have to pay taxes. If you don't have to pay taxes for it, then, uh, well, it's Russia. Of course, everything is corrupt, and they won't pay taxes for it. And secondly, if you can scam a customer, you will scam a customer. That's just how it works. Uh, meanwhile, Ukrainians have captured, according to reports, a small town 60 kilometers from Kiev, which is good. 
Mariupol is getting leveled and destroyed completely. People there, I think, are just fighting because, well, what else are gonna they going to do? They have no option of turning back. And, uh, well, not much else has changed in the front directly. But again, Russia might be gathering these supplies and soldiers for another strengthened, strengthened push. So, we'll see what happens. I'll keep you updated. Also, to those of you who don't like the ads, you can go to the easternborder.lv and listen from there. That's a whole separate feed. No ads there. Our patrons also get every episode without ads. Talking about that, you can become our patron. Please do. Or you can click the donate button on the easternborder.lv. And, of course, donate to Ukrainian charities. This is it for today. And I hope that I'll finish my Putin's bio-long episode tomorrow. До свидания, And remember, happiness is mandatory. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.